It's stupid. Just, just, just deal with it, okay? <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Dialectica uh, Comedy Special, where we are talking with a brand, the first guest on the show. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Vince. And today we are... Vince, what are we talking about today? Comedy and what's, what's too far? What's, what's, uh, what's pushing the limits? So really kind of, um, you know, can you... Can a joke go too far? Can we, uh, is there some things that are off limits to speak about? Um, who um, is limited into what they can say in comedy? And really, what is fundamentally uh, free speech in this country? How do you guys want to structure this? Uh, just wanted to just go down and start off with who's the, what's the most out-of-bounds thing you've ever heard a comic say? Probably just go around. Well, in, in recent, uh, recently in, in something I, I personally have heard, listened to within the past couple of months or so is Dave Chappelle's recent stand-up. Yeah. Um, and he makes he makes comments about uh, uh, people tr- uh, that identify as transgender or um, you know, even rape or things like that. And, you know, some, some people think it's it's just comedy and some people found it a bit cringy. Well, what was the point of the joke, Clay? Um, well, I mean, he was his, uh, I don't remember the exact joke, but there's some transphobic... Just, just rape, rape jokes. Well, it was jokes. the Bill Cosby, you know, it was, um, he... You know, he might rape, but he saves more than he rapes. <laughs> um, it is funny, um, though. I, and I would like to point out before we really kind of get into this, is, is one of the Wayans brothers, I believe it was Damon Wayans, said that if your comedy doesn't offend somebody, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Probably the most uh, dangerous joke I can think of is probably Gavin McInnes, who's scandalous as he probably gets... It was probably him saying that he enjoys drunk driving. Mm. He thinks it's fun. It's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recommends other people do it sometimes. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what are you doing? How else are you going to get your car home? <laughs> <laughs> right? um, yeah, but is that joke okay? I, you know, my opinion, my opinion in the matter is it depends on the context. If I'm going into looking at something that's comedy... I think that we, as a society, should be able to separate um, comedy and you know factual, you know actuality. Now, I mean, there is there is the whole thought like you have comics like George Carlin, who he would get up on stage and he would point out a lot of his comedy was pointing out issues with our society and things he he, he saw. And I mean, there was an actual message to his comedy. He just presented it in a very comedic way. I don't think you're a very well. You can be a good comic. If you don't do this, but I think it's kind of strange. We, especially in 2017, we watch television and we expect our comics to lie to us. So sorry, we expect our politicians to lie to us. Then we expect our comics to tell us the truth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. It's um, it's John Stewart, The Daily Show, uh, John Oliver. Um, uh, what's the new guy? What's his name? The new, the new. Uh, yeah, he's forgettable. Just yeah, yeah. Trevor Noah. Um, they, the, the, the actual news and, and stuff that's criticizing actual news is done by comedians now. I mean, like, John Oliver's show is funny, but it's, let's be honest, he's got one of the, you know, most well-researched and packed up, you know, shows on television. He's already. Yeah. So, I don't know. What about you, Vince? What's the worst, uh, you know, biggest, like, taboo joke you think you've heard in a while? I mean, I think uh, anything related to, you know... Nine Eleven, the Holocaust, those are always, you know, touchy stuff. Sorry, folks, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back. 
we were talking about the most offensive jokes we can think of, and that would probably be Holocaust jokes, and we were going on, is there any funny Holocaust jokes? Um, and I did come across one, that it took me a while to think of one, but there, there was this guy here with this really thick German accent, and he was talking about, it was just like some crazy stream on YouTube, and he was talking about how he was making all these like, Nazi jokes halfway through, and they got into a political conversation about clean energy. And this one guy, he was just trolling in this party, this kind of this conversation. He says, you know, he's with his thick German accent. He says, you know, between 1943 and 45, Germany had a very well. We had a sulfur a renewable energy source. It wasn't very good for the atmosphere, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. It's so awful. I mean, so that brings up a, a big point, and it's this: is the anon- um, anonymousness of the uh, the internet. So okay. I mean, people are willing to say things on the internet that they would not say to someone in person. Yeah, and that's a um, that's an illegal <clears throat> joke in Germany. He, yeah. if he was revealed, he would go to prison for that. And so, I mean, would you hear a comedian say that? Would you hear that on television? Absolutely. Well, that person is a comedian, essentially. Yeah, exactly. If you're making jokes, you know, and maybe he makes jokes for a living, sort of. Yeah. You know, he does political commentary as well, but he's a sociologist. But my biggest, my biggest thing with it is, there's comedians and they're paid to make jokes. I mean, that's that's their job. So, them telling a joke to me is not offensive. Because it's done in a setting where you're going to see, like Matt said, you're going to see them make a joke. Mm-hmm. You can't go to a, com- a comedy show and get your feelings hurt. Like, you know what, you, you should know by now what to expect. Now, if you say that same joke on the street, if I'm just walking down the street and I go up to a group of people and make a Holocaust joke or a 9-11 joke or a, a, a racist joke, I feel like that is totally different than if a What do you think the consequences should be? Anything? Well, in the streets, you probably just get your ass kicked. What, what if you say that and there's a cop listening? Should there be any you know, Holocaust joke? Should cops pull you aside? No, I mean, I mean, you have a right to say whatever you want to say. Where would you draw the line? Well, so it's interesting. I mean, we, um, in this country, we... Pre- are like so Saturday Night Live, for example, is a good example. Family Guy, a good example. Um, we time and time and again protect parody and, and, and jokes under the clause of free speech. Now, however, um, I mean, you can, I mean, the bottom line is you can pretty much say or do anything as long as it's not, you know, uh, inciting panic in the streets. I mean, you can walk down the street and uh, call people racial slurs and things like that. And I mean, you know, you're well within your rights. Does that make you a, you know, a likable person? No, probably not. But I mean, yeah. I, Do you think people should have the right to say the most despicable things they can think of? Yeah, but if you could rewrite the Constitution, would you? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, like Matt said, you're you're not going to be liked if you say what yeah. you... Like, if, if you truly feel those those types of things, you're not going to be liked. So I think liked. we should establish at the beginning conversation, like our, sort of our positions, I fight. Matt is against free speech in certain senses. No, really, you are. In, the, in, certain, in certain senses, yes. <clears throat> yeah, certain senses, yes. 
Vince doesn't really know because I don't think he's thought about it very much. No. And I'm an I'm a free speech absolutist, where almost I can think of well, very <clears throat> very few things that. A I big example that comes to mind to me is recently, um, and you know a little bit more about this, is Google um, removed um, that neo-Nazi alt-right site from their search. Oh, uh, the Daily Stormer, yeah. which is more popular than ever now that they've removed it. But see, I have no problem with telling neo-Nazis they can't spread yep. hate speech. And I think that that is what Google did and the other, like GoDaddy.com, <coughs> is absolutely despicable. What they did is they went after the easiest target you could possibly think of. The Daily Stormer is run by a dude named Andrew Anglin, who is a moron... He's probably a Nazi. I don't, I don't know him specifically. Um, but he's not far off from that point. Uh, lots of, you know, anti-Semitic jokes, lots of nonsense, lots of parody, kind of disguised to put their message forward. I sometimes go on there to check up what the alt-right's up to, and now I can't do that. Thank you, Google. Now they're in the dark web, and I have no idea what they're doing. But here's the thing, though. If you don't give these people power, if you if you don't give them a voice, then their hate message of hatred can't be spread. It's like uh, But it can, though, still. It's well, still gonna, not mass. It's still going to spread, not just not mass. where you can yeah. see it. Yeah. Right. I mean, but you can't give them the same power over people that, that they... They know. don't have any power. They're literally the weakest site on the internet. The first thing to go is the Daily Storm, because they're so pathetic. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't I don't see a problem in... in, in, in uh, making it difficult for hate speech to be yeah. spread. I think that is atrocious. Sending them underground is so it's interesting awful. though because actually this this is different than free speech. But um, me and Amy uh, were talking about she you know she like I said she has a lot of friends in the in the um, you know lesbian and gay community. Don't and, don't name someone unless they you know come off you. It's just someone oh, okay. you just don't want to dox someone. Anyways, so talking and she had an issue with businesses being able to discriminate who they serve or mm-hmm. take business from. Yeah. Now I'm not serving I'm not serving you, you're gay. Or whatever. No you facts know, black, here. Asian, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But it's not illegal to do that. They have that right to do that. Depends on the state. Yeah, it depends on the state. Okay. But obviously they're gonna do that, you know, based on that. And if they don't then they have to have consequences. I get that. So she asked me how I feel about that, and I said, so this is probably where I'd be on the free speech thing, is that it's a law, it's a rule, it's, it's, it's a process that we have, and as long as it's legal, then I'm not against it, because that's just, that's what we have to follow. I'm against it personally, I don't think it's right, but you can't so, change um, that. Like, so I, I, know, I know the law is about speeding. If I break those laws and get a ticket, I'm not going to sit around saying they're yeah. out to get me. I mean, I broke yeah. the law. Follow, follow the laws, but the question that we have here is, are the laws just? Um, right. So let me ask you this, so I can get an idea of what your position is. Um, this is a classic example at this point. Gay couple comes into your cake shop, says, we want a cake. We want a gay wedding cake. <clears throat> we want a gay cake. Right? We want to say, Dave and John, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, forever. Um you know, guys are hardcore Christian conservatives says, no, that's against my values. I don't want to serve you. Gay, gay couple says, no, we, you know, he says, go to another cake shop. Gay couple says, no, we want cake from this shop. You better serve us a cake or we're going to the Supreme Court. And now it's currently in the Supreme Court. 
at this moment. Does that business have a right to discriminate against them? And is that businessman forced to serve someone who they don't want to do business with? Where, where do you stand on that issue? Because I think it's a very... Depending a, on the state, though. I mean, so what's the, the, what's the rules for that state? You're, you're creating the rules. We what as a country think? settled this. No, we haven't. It's yes, in we, court right now. We settled this in the 60s. With what? With what? You, w- so this is right. the same argument. Black people were denied <clears throat> service at a restaurant for the sheer And they practice. still are by, now by, by, by of... law, not by choice. There's so there is de facto and de jure subjugate um, discrimination, and the Jim Crow laws basically said no business could serve black people at the same bar from as whites can't serve blacks and whites at the same bar. So even if I lived in the South and I disagreed with the Jim Crow laws. I couldn't even, I could not sell to blacks and whites in the same bar, in the same side of the bus, those sorts of laws. So I do see it as a, as a different issue and well, one that has not well, been settled. We decided yet. as a society, though, regardless of what the law, you know, the law has changed, okay, but we decided as a society that people have a fundamental right to not be denied service. And in order, you have a fundamental right not to be denied service. And then the, the counter to that would be that you are in you are entitled to my business because you well usually the argument goes, this is not once you start creating a business, it's no longer your own private property. You are serving a, a function for the public, and as a member of public you should not discriminate. However, the other argument is this is my business. I own it. I want to run it the way I want to. And if I don't want to serve any Jews, I don't want to serve any, you know, whatever, that's my prerogative. And that's bad business. How long are you going to get doing business when you're not going to serve black people? 12% of the population is 12% less business you're going to give. Well, that, that's the other thing. It's fundamental. Why would you turn down money? Yeah. It's you bad know? business. Like, yeah, I I, it, one of my arguments to get, like, well, in favor of free speech is, you have every right to ruin your own reputation. Feel free. Feel free to be a bigot. Well, it's like when they ask... I'm not going to shop there. It's like when they asked the, the, the owner of Chick-fil-A what his opinion on uh, gay marriage was, and he had some appalling things to say about it, and, you know, he lost business over it. I mean, people protested, <coughs> you know, they were not... <laughs> have you given up your argument that easily? <laughs> have I convinced you? Well, what argument, you know? I mean, I no, I be- I still believe that we as a society decided that, you know, they there's a fundamental right that you, you cannot des- to, uh, deny someone service for, you know, for, you know, something that's not their choosing. I mean, like, now... You, can the- go to, you, can, you don't have to get a gay cake at that restaurant. You can go to someone else. I'm sure there's someone else in the market that will sell it. the cake's good. What if the cake's good? Yeah, you know, they've got, got a special buttercream icing that you like. Yeah. Maybe, are you? Maybe, yeah, yeah, this is the best cake in the world. And you, yeah. No, you, it, not in the s- area. You don't want to... Whatever. Why would, whatever. Why would you go they, within, within reasonable limits. Yeah. Um, and in the Supreme Court cases, uh, Supreme Court, they... I haven't read these super in-depth, so I might be a little beyond my knowledge here. But one of the things that they can... They said there's a bunch of things to consider. Is there an actual free market in this case? Is this the only gay cake shop? Is this the only cake shop that could serve you within reason? You're talking about complimentary um, goods and things like that. From I don't know what a complimentary good is. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so someone like that you could use to replace... Right, 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 right. So, okay. I mean, it's... I mean, um, is there... So is there a cake that's next door that's the exact same cake? You know, like, 
my thing is, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more leaning towards your, your views. I'm all for say what you want to say, feel how you want to feel. Is as an individual and as a human, you have that right to do so. But you also, people are allowed to feel then whatever they're going to feel towards you after you say or feel those things. So if you don't want to, if you deny people because of their gay or their, you know, or, or their race, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's wrong. Personally, to me, it's wrong to do that. But like, you know, we were saying, that's their problem in the end. Whether or not it's losing business, whether it's not they get, you know, hate mail or whatever, like, they're going to have to deal with it their own way. And well, like, I just, they, everyone has their right to do whatever they want, but... The federal government and us as, you know, so if, when we say the federal government decided to do something, that means we as a people decided to do something. Well, not necessarily. We elected these people. 51% at, uh, at least. Well, a majority. And in a democracy, the majority, you know, that's how things go. Um, we can get into the debate on what, well, you know, what type of kind, what type of government is that's, the That's best. why I would, that's why we're not a democracy, because you don't want the tyranny of the majority. Does the 51% have the right to enslave the 49%. Well, actually, in our case, it's really only about 26%. But, yeah, well, um, no. Anywho, um, but the, the, we, our government has decided, or so, I mean, and by extension, we have decided that when it comes to employment, um, running a home, um, access to most, most clubs and things like that, um, admittance to public transportation, public services, um, libraries and th- things like that. We've public dis- utility. Public utility. Um, you cannot discriminate based upon race, sexual orientation, national origin, gender, uh, age, um, pre-existing medical conditions, and things like that. We have decided that you can't. Do I don't think that. we have. I don't think the consensus is anywhere near as decided as well, you think it is. No, we have because we have things called the okay, fair, yes, fair yes, and equal yes, housing. There are, there are laws, but that doesn't mean yes. that the society is yeah. decided. Well, regardless, enough of, people have decided to put it into law. Right. I don't think it's settled because well, I disagree. But that's the thing, though. I mean, but regardless of what you're saying, is, is we have laws in some cases that protect people. And we protect the rights of the individual and things like that. So, in, in, in cases like where you don't serve people, it, I, I, you know, we've decided this. You know, the government's decided this. We have rules. They should extend to this type of situation. You shouldn't be able to deny somebody service in your, in, in your establishment. If you open it to the public. Now, if you have a, if you're completely private, private funded, government, you know, you, you've not taken a loan at from any type of financial institution that is, uh, underneath the stipulations that they have, you know, non-restrictive borrowing, things like that. If you're completely private and you want to have an all-white club or an all-straight club or a Christian fundamentalist club or a gay club and you only accept those type of members based upon that and you're completely private, you have your right to do so. But anything that's open to the public, you cannot pick and choose who you want to serve to. Just like Probably. how they have all, you know, strongly male court, uh, golf Still, yeah, no women because allowed. it's private. As long as yeah. you know, now I mean, it's for a great example. Is there was a uh, a cigar shop that we used to, you know, cigar bar that we used to go to when I was, you know, in high school and early college. Um, and they got around the no smoking in our our state has a, a no smoking in, in in bars and things like that. And they got around that by having a private club. You know, so you had to be a member. It's just kind of same thing. Like I mean, they weren't open to the public. You had to be a private thing, so they could go by their own private rules. If you're open to the public, 
you have to be open to the public. If you want to make things private, you can be private. But your rules when you're private have to be, if you have a rule, it has to apply to everybody that's part of the group. I think those rules are absurd. I, when there's any kind of situation, I generally stick to the side of freedom. I like is like okay. So let's do a little couple thought experiments. Uh, does the Ku Klux Klan have the right to not let black people in their organization? Do they accept any type of public funding? Are they open to the public? Do they have any? What do you mean by public funding? Well, what is public funding? Do they receive any type of grants or any money from the government? Any type? Do they not. receive? <laughs> <laughs> do they receive any money That's from a financial serious. institution that is beholden to the laws of fair and equal trade? So let's say, um, let's say, you got a rich billionaire says, "I don't like them, them black people. I'm going to give money to the Klan," and he's made his money in in the open market. Now, at that point, does the Klan now have to accept black people in who want to join? As much as I disagree fundamentally with the Klan's message, no, I don't believe they have to be forced. Okay, okay, so, so at what Klan. point, okay, so let's say the Klan said, we're not making, we're not getting much donations these days, no one seems to like us. Mm-hmm. How about we start selling things? Let's start selling, a, a, I, I, I'm very good at making moonshine, right? Yeah. We're going to make a moonshine business start selling and then the prop the proceeds will go to advertising for the claim can at that point they not allow black people in the claim well I still think that they could maybe I still I still believe they don't have to allow black people in, into the clan but they can't they can't discriminate on who they sell moonshine to if they're over if they're giving it to the public so black dude comes up to the clan if they're offering it to okay. everybody, they have to offer it to everybody. No, they're not offering it to everybody. They're offering it to white people, to white people, excuse me. Are they give, is, it, is it, so are, do they have a shop that sits on the corner in which they sell moonshine? Yes, yeah, yeah. They, in, they, in public is public access. Are they using public access? What do you mean by public access? So it's hey, it's on the street corner. Yeah, you can yeah. go from miles this is my away. house. I run this this do moonshine you, out of my house. Do you house. get to the moonshine moonshine store by using public roads? Sure, okay. but if it's his house now, though, that's his property. What if I'm in the what a cabin in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> but if it is his house, though, that's private, right? Okay, I mean, so 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 the point where the okay. So the Klan cannot sell, cannot discriminate on who they sell their moonshine to. Yes. At what, what, okay, so in this scenario, which we've, great scenario, I like this one, I'll use this in the future. At what point, so a black person wants to join the Klan, says, I think you guys make the best moonshine this side of the Mississippi, right? I think I would be, I make really good moonshine, I'd like to join your business. The Klan says, Fuck you! You're a nigger. Right? Wow. Right? Show us. Yeah. Right? No. Well, that, that's what the clan said. We're talking <laughs> about the clan. Would say, yeah, they would Jesus say that. Jesus Christ! Get your. Yeah, they would say sober. that, but all right. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Um, do and they say, you know, go away. We we're not, we only hire white people, right? At what point does their moonshine business get big enough where they have to hire him? Are they a publicly traded company? Do they receive any type of assistance from government, federal government? They they got a bank loan. The bank said, man, this moonshine's good. I think you're going to make us a profit. So they got a loan. Now do they have to hire the black guy? I would say, yeah. 
Well, no, no, no. It is so absurd. They don't have to, okay? But they have to give him the same equal consideration that they would give white people. Yeah. NFL coaches, they have to they have to interview at least one uh, African American coach. For every so for every hire, they have to have, for any job position in the NFL, they have to hire at least one African American. Do you see that as an as an infringement on your freedom? Like I like here's this guy, he's a great coach, he's his teams are amazing. Yeah. I know I'm gonna hire him. Oh my god, now I have to go out of the way and just find somebody. Find somebody. But like, hey dude. No, I agree you're with bl- you're yeah. bl- well, you're black. No, but my the, my thing always comes down to you get whoever's best for the job. I, I think that period. I, I, I don't care. Woman, man, kid. It could be a ten year old. If he's better than everyone yeah. else, yeah. then pure meritocracy. Would... I think meritocracy. But that's the thing. But that's the thing, though. I I don't think you'll find anybody that would that would argue with you that yeah, that's a limiting of personal freedom of certain people. However, I you know, in a society, we need to accept limitations on our freedom in order for equality and security. Absolutely not. There is certain security. You know, yes, equality. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, because we. If you don't, you you get a lot of things like the, um, you know, overwhelming majority and things like that. I mean, we do need to sacrifice a little bit of personal freedom so we have equality. You know, I mean, so there's, there's, there's certain things that we do need to, um, we, you know, you need to give up in, in order for, you know, the greater good of, you know, society as a whole in general. See, Matt, this is this is why you're a dangerous person. I think you have dangerous ideas, and I, I really do. I really do. I think um, I think you lean so. We're getting a little bit off topic. Well, it's a little bit off topic. You lean comedy co- was the topic. Collectivist. We're on that end. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to we'll we'll throw in some jokes. <laughs> I think you lean so collectivist at, at points that you would run into the tyranny of the majority. And that you will oppress people who just want to live their lives the way they see fit. You're not hurting anyone. There's plenty of jobs. There's other moonshine companies besides the clan. But it's not the tyranny of the majority. By sacrificing in some individual liberties, you get rid of the tyranny of the majority. That is the tyranny of the majority. Your tyranny is you telling the clan they must hire a black person. I'm not saying they must hire a black person. They must consider a black person. They must consider a black person, yeah. You're telling them what they should they do must, with their No, business. no, no, no. I'm saying they must consider everybody equally. They must consider Jews. Yeah, but they must consider n- black now they're not allowed they to be consider, bigots. What? Now they're not allowed to be bigots. You can have your own personal opinion as much as you want, but businesses are not personal entities. You own it. Hmm? You make the moonshine. Right, but, but business is not your personal entity. It's... It, the, your moonshine creation process. You can be is as your big, intellectual property. Yeah, you I mean, made it your own. You can be as big as a bigot as you want. However, your business does not have the right to be bigoted. But don't you own your own business? Who owns your business? The people. I would say that in some, if you're if you're offering yourself to the public, then yes, the public owns a bit of your business. Absolutely not. I don't get any money. From I, I, any I think business. I think we're, I think we're at a cross cross. But you benefit from the business. You benefit from they the services. They benefit more though. <laughs> Businesses. Well, no, that's. I mean, that's commerce. That's free market commerce. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you money if you don't. If I don't see a benefit from you, and you're not. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna buy your service if yeah. you, I don't it, see a benefit. It's, from it's you. like my little sandwich example. It's like 
when I go to a sandwich shop, I want the sandwich more than I want $5, and you want the $5 more than you want the sandwich. That's why right. you sell me the sandwich. So, but at that point, both people when win. you open your doors to the public, you have to be open to the public. But no one is forcing me to buy the clan's moonshine. I'm doing it of my own free will. But you should have the free will. You should have the, you should have the right to have the free will to buy it if you so choose. You should. you should have the right. So, so, so black person, random black guy, should have the right to buy to buy the clan's moonshine. Correct. Well, yes. No, the clan has no right, no necessity to sell it to them. So long as they don't have a monopoly, as long as there's a market where you can go buy someone else's moonshine, it may not be the clan's golden label, right? White label. <laughs> it, 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 would, it, would, it would be a white label, white label. Um, I think I think we reached the, uh, we've we Let's reached our little impasse. It's an impasse. Um, I mean. By the way, if you ever listen to anything by the alt right, see, I probably shouldn't say this because it's sort of an inside joke that they all say white every time, every single one of them. I can't find anyone that don't say that white people are under attack, <laughs> and we need to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like what. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. If like white means something than than white, like I think it might be. They might just all be like Southerners or something. I don't know. Kind of how like when Black Lives Matter, they have like the capital B for black, meaning people who have internalized blackness. Yeah. And not the so so like white people with white skin can be black because they it's oppose so, whiteness yeah. and, and they have blackness instead of all capital letters. Like, I think it, it might be a similar thing. So where do you want to go now? I think we reached an impasse there. I mean, we can bring it back to, you know, how does that affect, uh, you know, like your, your freedom of your speech jokes and, and things speech. like that. Jokes and things like that. So um, in, when did uh, Life of Brian come up? That was in the 70s. Right? It was in the 70s. And that was rated R, like. I don't know if I've not actually seen Life of Brian. There's full frontal male nudity in it. Is there? Yeah. Wasn't one of the reasons why it was rated R. Well, didn't they want to like not allow it because of offense to religious sensibilities and the decency of the sacred? I heard that was a thing. I, I, I don't have... I, I, yeah, I'm not familiar enough with that. I mean, I do know that there's full frontal male nudity in it, so even by today's standards, it would be rated R. At least. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see full frontal male nudity in many, in many movies. I think if you have a cock in there, that's rated X. Yeah. I I think unless oh, you don't see no, no, you no, don't no, actually see um, like you well, don't well, actually see vagina oh, no, no, that much either. The you context see like bush, but like you don't actually see like the context matters because like something like Schindler's List is, is you know you know where is there, you see, uh, yeah. is there full frontal male nudity. I don't know about male, but like, they, like they have the women like naked in the gas chambers and stuff, and it's horrific, man. It's like gives you nightmares. But like the context, it's clearly not porn. Yeah, right? that's a great thing. That's a great discussion to get into okay. now. Is uh, censorship in art? Yeah, because that's a form of censorship. So, um, I, I being from Cincinnati, um, I. Am a uh, familiar with uh, Maplethorpe's work? Are you either of you familiar? So, Not at all. Um, so Maplethorpe was uh, was a prominent photography, you know, prominent photographer. He's an artist, and he did a lot of um, 
a lot of n nude photography. He took a picture of a lot of, um, you know, male genitalia and uh, flowers that look like male genitalia and um, naked, you know, you know. And so the debate here is a lot of people, you know, and the, the Cincinnati uh, Contemporary Art Museum got a lot of flack because they displayed Maplethorpe's work. And I have been fortunate enough to actually... Uh, visit the art museum and you know experiences his look at this beautiful art and, <laughs> and, and it, uh, to me it is art it's a freedom exactly of expression like it's um what made it artistically okay um there's an argument that porn is almost impossible to define legally um and i don't think there is a good way that they've legally defined it people like in in courts they end up just saying i know it when i see it <laughs> exactly right, um, but and so, and so what? That's what. That's a lot of people, a lot of fundamental people, and even people that aren't religious. You know, they saw all his work and they're like, "Oh, that's porn. That's smut." You know, um, so it, it really kind of sparked a huge. That's really, a good word. It really <laughs> smut. I don't know. It's, I don't it's know almost smutty. sounds like a fancy food. I mean, no. it's really kind of like. <laughs> what are you, you want some smut? But so it's like, well, okay. So what is what is pornography? Pornography and what is what is art? Okay, well, you you tell me what you think about that because I haven't seen it. I don't want it. Well, um, <laughs> what pornography or his male genitalia? Your, yeah, your, your dick oh, art. So oh, I, you know, I mean, to me, art is something that speaks. Super to me. bad stuff. I mean, so if I if I go and I I see things, you know, it's it art. You know, it's just, you know, what is the intention beyond the art? You know, I mean, like a lot of art is pushing the boundaries. Um, is it true? And some people, some people believe that, you know, um, there's an art form to being controversial. And, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of famous art artists over the years have, 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 uh, have, have, have done controversial things to your art. Even um, uh, Marcel Duchamp, uh, when he, you know, turned a urinal on its side and signed his signed a name on it and put it in an art museum and called it. I mean, he, he was doing that to be controversial, kind of tried to thumb his nose at the art community and, you know, really kind of, you know, um, that's dumb. Um, kind of started to, uh, really kind of push the limits of what is art. Um, what is art and, and what is junk? And, and, and I turning think, urinal on I side. Think, that's not art, man. But I, I think some of the greatest artists in the world in history have kind of, you know, push that limit, push that boundary. Who made Blazing Saddles? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. And I believe Richard Pryor wrote it. Perfect example. Mel Brooks pushing that limit of what's allowed to be said. They were mad when that movie came out, weren't they? When he did that thing where he like dressed up as Hitler and like had that dance sing along, and he's Jewish, which made it even funnier. Was that in? Those Mel Saddles. No, 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 different thing. But it was Mel Brooks though. Yeah, I mean, well, and then. Well, you got to think like uh, Blazing Saddles is considered by most to have a lot of racial humor and, and things in it. Oh but, yeah, but um, I don't think there's any racist humor though. There's a lot of racial humor. In no there. racial, but not racist. That's the difference there: racist humor versus racial humor. Yeah, like at no point in the film do they say, you know, how black people they're they're dumb. Am I right? They never say that. You know, it's it's always like not so many words. I mean, it's jokes and, and parody and things like that. But, they, but there's never even like the the. The connotation. Well, of I guess I, I never got the impression that the writers or the actors that were that were writing, that wrote, and you know, acted, directing the film, were themselves racist. No, and don't get me wrong. Like, if they want to make a racist movie, feel free. I, whatever. I probably won't see it, but yeah, 
just, just feel free to do it. Um, yeah, where are we going with this? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I think, I think, a, a general thought is, you know, is if you're doing something just to push buttons, mm-hmm. you know, if you're being controversial just to be controversial. Um, if you're saying racial things, you know, and racist things just to be controversial, is that, is that, you know, is that inherently bad? Or if you're trying to get publicity or... You might be, you might be an asshole to do it, but you are providing a public utility that n- there needs to be um, those controversial people. You need, and you're hate, you're hate me for this, but you need those Milo Yiannopoulos out there. No, those people that push the limits of what you're allowed to say and just offend all sorts of the sensibilities of all Milo of is a troll that deserves to rot in some special corner of the internet that no one goes to. <laughs> He's a troll. Um, he, he took and he, he made Reddit. You know, he annoyed me on Reddit for a good chunk of time. So. And that's why he needs to go die on the internet. He needs to rot. No, I mean, you know, wish death upon the guy, but, you know, he needs to go rot in some corner of the internet. And, uh, uh, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm a very, very... Uh, I'm an LGBT ally. I'm a, you know, so I'm not coming at it from a, you know, because he likes he likes to whenever you disagree with him, he likes to claim that you're a homophobe. He just got gay married recently. Well, I don't, I don't care. And, and I the thing is, care. he's against gay marriage. <laughs> it's like, why would gay people want to get married? What are you doing? But that's the thing that people like, you know. I, I've heard it. You know, I've heard him. You try to make any type of argument with him, and he just calls you a homophobe. And it's like, well, no, I'm very, very, very supportive of the LGBT community. I was a. He safe, doesn't call you homophobe. You know, Why does he do that? I, I've seen many arguments online. You know, things where they brought up, and you try to disagree with him, and he says, "Oh, you're just a homophobe." It's probably him trolling. But that's my point. That's, that's though. not his actual argument. That's I've heard him make that as an argument. That isn't his argument. That's him parodying. Other people's arguments. See, that that right there is the people like him is why I kind of say like we need to because you somebody. don't like it huh? because you don't like it. He should be well. Well, you can shun him. What would you do? To I Milo? shun him. What? what well, other, I think the well, be, I think the best solution to this type of person is not talk about him and let him okay. slowly fade into oblivion. Yeah, that's a good way to. That, I, I mean, I don't think that we should limit his ability to be a moronic asshole. You know, I think that we should just. Ignore him. And then eventually he'll slowly fade into nothingness. We won't remember his name. The histories won't talk about him. Yeah, the more you react to someone. The more you react to him. Look, look at the Charlottesville thing. Um, th- I mean, there was a march there. I, I fundamentally disagree with why they were marching. I believe it was wrong. I believe that... Um, um, I believe that... Actions well, like that are reprehensible. 12, However... 12 morons got together with tiki torches and looked like idiots. Yeah, and we... And talked about the Jews. And, and we blew this up and made these people into a bigger thing than what they should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, if we would have just let these people um, be morons and, you know, reprehensible asshats to themselves... They'll, they'll feel good and say, this is a great protest, let's go home and drink some beer. And now, right. they're, now they're gone. Right. You know, because the majority of the society does not hold their beliefs and their viewpoints. Um, we, we, we've gone their route before. It did not work out right. well. And that image is still fresh in people's minds. I don't know. What do you think about that, Vince? Vince isn't paying attention. <laughs> 
I think that's a good place to wrap up. I think that is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank our first guest on this very special <clears throat> podcast. He's not uh, even paying attention. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sticking thanks for with listening. us. Um, if there's anybody, there's nobody listening. other than our it's family. Make sure you like and subscribe to uh, <laughs> and follow us on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs>